Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Let us pray. Eternal God, your spirit inspired those who wrote the Bible and enlightens us to hear your word fresh each day. Help us to rely always on your promises in scripture. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Today's reading is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 25, verses six and seven. Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great. For it is better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. Our second reading this morning comes from the book of Hebrews in the 13th chapter and can be found on page 227 of the New Testament portion of your pew Bible. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them, those who are being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. And our third reading comes from the Gospel according to Luke in the 14th chapter, verses 1 and 7 through 14. And that's on page 77 of the New Testament portion. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come to you and say, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you'll be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, three things for us to be listening for this morning. The first, what is Jesus a pro at? The second, who are we instructed to offer hospitality to? And the third, how many times do I say Jesus? So three things for our younger listeners or all of our listeners to be listening for. So I often have vivid dreams. I woke up the other morning for a dream in which I was at my own birthday party and there were lots of people gathered. We were outside the Rochester Museum and Science Center, of course, in an open air kind of tent, much like we were going to be outside in this morning, with lots of big pillows on the ground and everyone was just lounging around and having a great time. 
I was wearing my bathing suit under my clothes like you do when you've been to the pool or the beach and you're mostly dry. And I was kind of soggy and not super comfortable, but I was making do. This was my party after all. And then this group of people celebrating my birthday turned on an operatic version of Pink Floyd. And all they wanted to do was to hang out and listen to opera singers singing Pink Floyd, which was the last thing that I wanted to do, and I got annoyed, and I left. Okay, that was a weird dream. And I could have shrugged it off and gone on about my day, but I couldn't help thinking that it was my brain's strange way of working out this parable that Jesus tells. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled. When I started my chaplaincy internship, a summer program where I learned how to be a chaplain at a large Trauma One hospital in Chicago, I was terrified. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to get to any of the rooms I was supposed to go to. I didn't know how to answer the questions that people asked me. I had no idea what I was doing. But by the end of the summer, I loved my work there. And I wondered if I'd ever be able to do anything like it again. So a year later, when I started my chaplaincy residency at another large Trauma One hospital, I was super excited. I felt like this time I had a sense of what to do, where to go, what to say, generally how to be a chaplain. Now, I think I've described my supervisor to you before, but he's about five foot two and looks almost exactly like Santa Claus. And he runs everywhere. I don't know if he doesn't believe in taking his time or what the deal is, but he is a super fast walker. He's been ordained for over 40 years and was a director of pastoral care at this hospital for many of those. He's wise and seasoned, and the staff and patients love him. He knows what he's doing. Well, on one of my first days working with him and the other residents, he was doing some training, some orientation for us, and he talked about how important it was to play dumb. I was inwardly outraged. What do you mean, play dumb? I am a smart woman. I have worked as a chaplain before. I have degrees. Just because I'm young and female doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I never said any of that out loud, thankfully, but I carried that indignance around with me through the hospital, reminding myself that I was, I was smart and I earned the right to be there in the position that I held. Well, it turns out he was totally right. But what he was really talking about wasn't being dumb, it was being humble. Most of the time, the right way to enter a room, a situation, a conversation, a relationship is from a place of humility. No matter the context, there is always something to be learned if you're open to it. And there's usually something to be gained in being invited into a situation rather than forcing yourself into it. That's what each of these scripture readings are getting to this morning, to not assume your importance in a situation or to ignore those who you do not believe to be on the same level as you, but to enter into a situation from a place of humility. I'm sure if we passed the mic around, we could each come up with a story in which we were humbled, in which we realized that our assumptions were not correct and in which we were in some way called on it. These moments can be difficult to talk about. They're embarrassing. 
This being called to task on the ways we have messed up is one of the reasons that it can be so difficult to read the Bible because Jesus is a pro at it. In this Luke passage, we're told that Jesus has been invited to have Sabbath dinner at a house of one of the leaders of the Pharisees. This is an important man, and this is an important meal that Jesus has been invited to, and the author makes sure to tell us they were watching him closely. Now, Jesus was no fool. He was watching them closely, too, and he noticed how people were working the room to get their seat in the place of honor. Instead of calling them out by name and action, Jesus tells them a story. And he tells it in a way that plays into their deepest fears and how to evade them. It's almost like a column for mismanners. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit at the place of honor. Go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher, and you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. So he's catching them off guard a bit in the middle of this act, but pointing out their error in a way that's helpful and relatively gentle. And then he throws in the real point, all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. But he doesn't stop there. No, as the Pharisees are chewing on that bit of truth, Jesus gives them more to think about. When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous." Jesus is subverting their status quo, their something-for-something narrative. Once again, he's turning the world upside down and bringing low the rich and exalting the poor, leveling the power brokers and uplifting the outcasts and the marginalized. I wonder if Jesus was really thinking, hey, friends, stop being jerks. You're not as important as you think you are, so cool it. I've been in a number of situations, seminary classes, Bible studies, and the like, where I've been asked, who is Jesus to you? My answer is always a challenger, because this is the voice of Jesus I hear in my ear when I'm really listening. Lindsay, it's not all about you. Simmer down. These words that Jesus whispers and sometimes yells into my ear may be speaking more specifically to my only childness, but... I don't think I'm alone in needing to hear them or words like them. It's not just Lindsay and the Pharisees who are messing up. I'm not pointing any fingers, but surely I'm not alone in this situation. We forget that hospitality is something we are instructed to offer everyone. Let me say that again. Hospitality is something we are instructed to offer everyone. And to truly offer hospitality, you must lift the needs of the other before your own. You can't just be kind and welcoming to people who look like you or talk like you or dress like you. You have to be kind and welcoming to people whose life experiences and cultural expressions are vastly different from your own. 
And to do it well, you have to do it on their terms. That is how we entertain angels without even knowing it. That is how we learn from one another. That is how we see and experience Christ in our midst. See, God doesn't care if you're a CEO or a dishwasher, a pastor or a bus driver, a millionaire or a person just trying to make ends meet. The status that we confer on each of those positions is just that, status conferred by humans. What God cares about, Jesus is highlighting in this passage. Do you put others before yourself? Do you act graciously and generously to people whether or not they can return the favor? Are you motivated by love and concern for your neighbor or by status and power? These are the questions we need to be asking ourselves every day. In the ordinary moments where we choose where to shop, what television station we watch, where to go for dinner, how to vote, how to make decisions in our workplaces, how to talk to our children about the world, how we define success. If success is making it to the top and being the most important person in the room, you've missed the boat. I've missed the boat. We've missed the boat. The boat has been missed. I didn't want to listen to operatic Pink Floyd, but maybe by writing that experience off and storming out of that tent, I missed an opportunity to learn the brilliance of that combination of musical experiences. Or at the very least, the opportunity to hang out with my friends and to understand what's important to them. We're instructed to offer hospitality to everyone. And that means your friends who have odd musical preferences, your neighbors who play their music too loud, the kid who sits next to you in class and isn't always a good listener, the people at the border who are just trying to find ways to survive, the leaders in your community who are making decisions you think are unwise, the person down the pew, the cashier at the grocery store who clearly does not want to be bagging your groceries. Showing hospitality does not always mean rolling over and accepting the opinions or decisions of those you are with, but it does mean interacting with those people with respect and with grace and daring to believe that there might be something to learn in the moment. Jesus' challenge to humble ourselves is no joke, and it's not to be ignored, for who knows what angels might be in our very midst. Alleluia and amen.